The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani with The Rudy Giuliani Show. And welcome and thank you for uh, tuning in. Yesterday was uh, a very bittersweet day for all of us at WABC. All of us in New York and around the country. Uh, Bernard McGurk was uh, a national figure, not just a New York figure. Uh, there was a time uh, that many of you will remember when um, not only was the Imus show the number one show, just like Bernie and Sid right now is the number one show, but it was, a, it was the show that everybody in Washington wanted to be on. I mean, I can remember it uh, really well. I mean, I, I got to know them because I was a U.S. attorney. It really, it really was strange hearing yesterday that uh, uh, Bernie started in 1985 uh, uh, going on the air. I became U.S. attorney in 1983. So he covered my whole career from uh, my whole, not my whole career, my whole, you know, very public career. Because uh, very soon after I became U.S. attorney, I was threatened with an $800,000 contract to kill me by the Sicilian Mafia. So I became kind of famous pretty fast. Um, and I owe Bernie his, uh, after watching uh, me as U.S. attorney for five and a half years, which he and I miscovered, um, and I was on their show as U.S. attorney, not infrequently, not, 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 I wasn't a regular, but maybe once every three weeks, uh, once every month, something like that talking about different uh, cases, the, the mafia cases, the Wall Street uh, cases, uh, the uh, Koch uh, corruption cases, which they got involved, involved in, um, and then just assorted other subjects involving New York. Um, but then in 1989, I left and I ran uh, for mayor of New York, uh, originally against Ed Koch. And um, I miss... Uh, endorsed me. And I was surprised, actually, that he endorsed me. Uh, I'm not sure he did endorsements up, up until then. He may have. I'm not sure. I didn't expect him to. I didn't like interview for it like you do for the New York Times, etc. And he endorsed me. And I don't remember who endorsed me first, him or Howard Stern. But I thought when I got endorsed by one of them, I wouldn't get endorsed by the other. I later found out that Bernie was the reason for my in, uh, original endorsement that he uh, argued, lobbied, however you want to do it, uh, that um, I was told the word that he used was that I had a pair of, you know what the next word is, right? Um, I lost. So you would think they would abandon me. But, but then they had me on a lot in that period in between to sort of and they kept my uh, name recognition out there. And then they endorsed me really big time in... in, in uh, in 93 when I, when I won. Uh, what a great man. And, and the reason I say that is not because he endorsed me. Had he not endorsed me, he would still be a great man. And um, he was a renaissance man. I know people use that term loosely. And maybe, maybe some people, you know, it's, it's an old term. Maybe some people don't really know what it means, renaissance man or woman. It means a person who's skilled in many, many things. 
Usually it means things almost contradictory, like uh, sports and literature. You know, somebody who uh, can read uh, Dante and at the same time uh, can talk about the Sunday football game. Uh, somebody who can uh, you know, walk the streets, go into an Italian or Irish restaurant, hang out with the people, have, have a beer or wine, know what's going on, but also uh, can have a discussion about um, Plato's dialogues. Uh, Bernie was that kind of guy. He was uh, not just a reader. He was, an obs- uh, in a good sense, an obsessive reader. Obsessive. I mean, he just read and read and read. Um, I can remember him discussing speed reading sometimes, and I think he did a form of it, but he didn't do the speed reading that was a very popular at one time, and that was taught, you know, where you run your hand down their page. And I never thought you really, I thought you, I really always thought that was skimming rather than speed reading. But as he proved uh, with his contest that he did with Bernie uh, on the Bernie and Sid show, uh, <laughs> it had no impact on his comprehension, which was uh, pra- practically flawless. And um, so when there was a period of time, um, and the period of time coincided when I published my book, Leadership, which was 2002 or three. One of those. <laughs> I can't remember. It was 2002 or 2000. It was after I, came, I, you know, after I left the mayoralty. And uh, in those days, um, there, were, there were two things that assured you you'd be number one on the bestseller list. Don Imus endorsing it and Oprah Winfrey. And I did both within two days. I did Oprah the, the night before it came out, the day before it came out. And I did, I did, I did uh, Don uh, uh, Imus and, and uh, Bernie and Charles, uh, Charles McCord and the whole crew the, um, the morning that it came out. And um, I was first on the New York Times bestseller list coming out of the box. Before I went on those two shows, I was 28th. So you know when, you know when President uh, Trump uh, uh, says... Uh, before I endorsed McConnell, he was behind by 20%, and then he went ahead. Well, first of all, that's true. I want you to know that that's true. I know you know people think the president brags sometimes, and uh, but the, 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 that fact happens to be true, as does the DeSantis uh, fact. DeSantis was losing to a criminal, and uh, Trump would ha- wouldn't have no part of that. And he 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 endorsed him, and he sent his people there including yours truly, to uh, campaign for DeSantis because there was real fear that he was going to lose. And the cheating operation the Democrats had in Broward County and Palm Beach County still existed. Um, But Bernie never bragged about things. I mean, it took years for people to realize that he was the guy reading the books. It didn't take that long to realize he was the guy writing the jokes. I knew that. Before I knew them, by listening to – I used to listen to Imus every morning because I used to go to work as U.S. attorney by car. I drove myself. People think that's kind of weird because I had, I had so many contracts on me, I couldn't keep track of them. Everybody wanted to kill me. So I figured they, that was a good thing because they'd shoot each other. 
you know, the mafia would come on one side and the Albanian mafia on the other and the Chinese mafia on the other. And the, the guys from Wall Street who hired some jerk jerk off to kill me would come and they all shoot at each other and they kill each other. Uh, and at one point, the FBI wanted me to have protection. I said no. Then they got me a gun and they got me a um, marshal's badge. I was a deputy U.S. marshal and so was my assistant, Denny Young. And they trained us in using a firearm. And, and I, I turned out to be a really good shot, except for one thing. My assistant, Denny Young, who was the most mild-mannered human being you'd ever meet, was a deadly shot. He's better than the FBI agents. He went down there and everything was a bullseye. They looked at him and said, he doesn't need any training. He had great hand-eye coordination. He was a good hockey player, too, and baseball player as a result of that. But... Um, those were the days, you know, when New York, when New York had a massive crime and Bernie co- uh, coveted on the street, Bernie coveted on the show, understood the solutions, great loss. And here, here's the sadness of yesterday. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, funerals are beautiful. Uh, they're always sad, but sometimes they're beautiful because it's sort of the natural end of a life and. And if it's a great life like Bernie's, you know, you, you have to concede that at some point is going to be the end for all of us. And Bernie had the accomplishments of about four lives. But he was too young. In this day and age, Bernie was too young. Bernie was not at all at the end of what he could give to America. And the other thing that made me feel really sad is we need him now. We need him now more than we did, let's say, 10 years ago. We always needed him. He was a, he was a voice of reason, of, a, a voice of rationality, an, an authoritative voice because it was based on facts that he accumulated. And uh, I would say his partnership with Sid was his most fulfilling professional engagement. I mean, remember, he, he, this guy had about three lives as a, as a major number one radio personality. I think the last one for, I'm speaking for Bernie now, I think it was his most fulfilling. He really loves it. And their chemistry was super because they're uh, different personalities, very different personalities. I mean, one is one is the classical extrovert and the other is the classical introvert, both very bright, both both in their own ways, very funny. Both have a great sense of humor. And um, Sid really background was in sports and Bernie knew sports almost as well as Sid did. And of course, uh, Bernie's background would be more politics. And uh, and and uh, and Sid really caught up on that. So you could see the two of them defer to each other a little bit in those areas. And I would enjoy that when I would listen to it. I never fail to enjoy an appearance on their show, though. I look forward to it. And even though it's early in the morning, I don't like early in the morning. <sighs> a few times I called in late. I used to get confused and call Bernie Sid and Sid Bernie. Because I watched it because I was asleep. Uh, and uh, they made me funny. I mean, they really did. They, every time I always, without even thinking about it, I came up with a joke. I mean, they just brought it out. And, uh, and then I enjoyed listening to them um, just as a um, 
a listener sometimes would record it because they didn't get up early enough. I wanted their take on something I was going to talk about later. Um, so we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to miss him in more than when we usually say that word about somebody who passes, who, who we, who we like and we love because there was a role for him now, uh, in delivering, uh, honest news, honest observations to the American people when so much of this uh, a medium is dishonest. I mean, we're living through massive censorship. We're living, we're living through more censorship than ever before in the history of the United States. I do not believe that's disputable. I think that I, uh, in fact, if you'd like to go to my podcast at... Uh, RudyGiulianiCS.com. I, I, I'm not sure it's out yet. It'll be out today. Uh, I do a podcast and I, uh, I pick uh, the subjects that you're not allowed to hear about. And um, just kind of analyze them quickly and put them out there for you because we'll go into more detail on them. And I like to keep track of them because that's where I like to put the emphasis of what I'm doing. And naturally, that's where they put the emphasis of what they were doing. So in essence, when you listen to Bernie and Sid, you were getting the news uh, that they censor, the things that they keep away from you. And, you know, we'll take a short break now. When you come back, I'm going to demonstrate that to you uh, in, a, in a certain way, okay? Uh, to, at least in one way, possibly two. Come back as soon as, as, the, uh, as soon as the intermission's over. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show, and... Um, Please um, give us a call. We'll get to you very, very uh, shortly. I want to thank everyone at Ramsey Subaru for joining the Red Apple Audio Network and 77 WABC today as we remember the life of a great man, Bernard McGurk. Our deepest condolences to Bernie's family. Remembering Bernard McGurk. Still very hard to say. So Joe Biden... uh, so Joe Biden uh, 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 basically has admitted that his son lied about drug abuse, about drug use on a gun purchase form, but acts like it really isn't important. But that's one of the things that the liberals talk about, gun control. Guns should not be in the hands of drug addicts, mentally impaired, <laughs> like Joe, and, uh, and uh, 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 criminals, right, at a minimum. I think we all agree on that. Uh, NRA agrees on that. Everybody agrees that guns shouldn't be in the hand of criminals, people who have a history of mental illness, and people who are addicted, particularly seriously addicted people like him. Guy was in rehab. I don't look. I I try to count it by the um, one uh, uh, computer that I have. I got about five rehabs. I think it's more like well over a dozen. And I want you to realize that when most of the time he went to rehab, it was a total phony. He'd go out at night uh, getting women and drugs. And sometimes at the rehab center, they let, they'd let them bring the prostitutes in. So, I mean, this is a, this is a story that um, my son Hunter uh, is a movie you should watch. It's, gonna, it's one of the censored movies along with 2,000 Mules. It's a fictional version of it, but it's not fictional in any unfair sense. Uh, it's fictional to introduce really a little bit of humor 
And it makes Joe the bad guy. And, and Joe is the bad guy. It makes Joe the bad guy because, I, you know, I, from the very beginning, look at this as a father and I say to myself, if my child uh, at the age of 17, 18, 19, whatever the age, displayed uh, an addictive personality, a serious one, which he did, I sure as heck would not have put him into the racket, you know, which is what he was in. This guy dealt with the kind of people the mafia deals with. He dealt with Mykola Zloshevsky, who is the head of an organized crime group, Burisma, who's a killer. Guy paid him millions as a pass-through to his father. He dealt with the spy chief of China, who right now we think is at the bottom of the Yangtze River. He was a partner with Whitey Bulger's nephew. You want me to go on? Now, you're a decent man, a father. A decent man is a crook, right, if that's a possible thing. Don't you keep your kid out of it? You can't find some piece of scum to do it for you? I mean, around Washington, there'll be all sorts of people who love to go get money for you. I mean, you know, I know you can't trust most of them, and, but this is, a, this is a great test of what kind of Catholic this guy is, Christian or decent human being. So I spit at him. I don't mean physically. Don't come after me, Secret Service. I mean, uh, I I spit at him uh, uh, symbolically because I have no respect for a father who allows a son with an addiction to get involved in serious, serious, dangerous crime. I know mafia guys that wouldn't do this. Not all, but some. In many ways, they may have been better men than him. Now, I'd also want to point out that there is another child here. There's a grandchild that Hunter lied about. We don't even talk about that. That's Joe's grandchild. Hey, Joe, what are you doing for the grandkid? Disowning her? Canceling her? shes uh, I don't think she's MAGA. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, I said that I devoted the podcast, uh, one of the first one this week, to uh, censorship uh, to make the point that there's more censorship in America than ever before in our history, including during the wars, the Civil War. I mean, uh, the net amount of information we're deprived of is probably the highest ever. I'd say it approaches 60 to 70 to 80 percent. But here are the topics that I have outlined on my handwritten chart. None of this fancy stuff. I hope you can read it if you watch the podcast. I like usually uh, Dr. Maria writes them for me. She has a much better handwriting, but she, she was off doing something else and I couldn't find any. I wrote it myself. So I want you to take a look at it. And I want you to give me a grade on my printing like uh, like uh, uh, Mother uh, uh, Mother Marcella used to do. So here, here are the podcast. Here are the things in the podcast. This is what is being censored right now. Any uh, any disagreement on climate change. You're a climate denier. Uh, any uh, any suggestion that the 2020 election was anything other than a perfect election? Certainly that it was stolen. You're an election denier. Uh, any suggestion that uh, uh, January 6th was exaggerated uh, by uh, the Democrats and uh, um, and that they it was there was an effort to try to um, create m- more of a riot by Antifa, by the police, and by others. If you say that, you're an insurrectionist. Uh, If you question the vaccine uh, before, 
or you question uh, the, the, the mass, the usual mass that we used. In fact, if you were to say the truth about the mass, that they were useless, cloth masks are useless, just ask any surgeon, uh, uh, your anti-science or your anti-Fauci who stands for science. Uh, if you say that Joe Biden got 50 percent of everything that Hunter collected, merely repeating what Hunter wrote uh, to his to his daughter to give her instructions, you're accused of being uh, an extremist. Uh, number seven, uh, if you say that Hunter Biden uh, admits on the hard drive that he is a danger to minors and particularly to his own uh, niece and nephew, you're considered an ultra MAGA extremist, even though he tells his father that, and in his father's lack of any interest in his grandchildren or caring about them, his father does nothing about it. Uh, uh, Number eight, if you say that Joe Biden has dementia, which he demonstrates every single day, you're uh, accused of being a semi-fascist. Let's see, uh, if you say that... uh, the border is open when Mayorkas and uh, 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 Little Miss Putt-Putt, you know, the one that gets on TV and, and, and the other guy, uh, the jerk that gets on with her. Uh, if you say that the border is open, they say it's secure and you're a racist. And finally, if you, are, and if you say there's inflation, uh, you're wrong. And if you and if you say we're in a recession, even though it meets the technical definition of a recession, uh, you're not as smart as they are. I mean, they, after all, they have college degrees, and they just assume that all of us deplorables don't. And then, of course, if you say any of these things, you're canceled, you're fired, you can't get a job. They won't put you on television. Even Fox on, on some of these won't put you on. Um, so what are we living in? If what I just said is true, we're living in, we might as well be a communist country. This is what they do in China. This is what they did in the Soviet Union. This is what they did in East Berlin. They don't even go this far in Venezuela. They're, they're too poor and disorganized to do it. And, and, you know, this doesn't even take up some of the new things that are happening, like that PayPal thing. Now, you want, it, you want a, a, an antidote to this, you get the Epic Times. I get it every Wednesday. Now, you get it online every day. I get it online every day. But every Wednesday, I am very happy every Wednesday morning. I look forward to it. And when I'm traveling, I have it sent to me. It's the Epoch Times. It is a uh, – uh, this is the edition that's like a real old-fashioned newspaper. Like the New York Times used to be, which now uh, really has a much better use than reading it which I cannot explain on, on radio. But let me just read you quickly the headlines, and you'll see none of this is covered anywhere. Billion-dollar transgender industry leaves broken families and lives. Hmm? Did you know the transgender industry is uh, well over a $2.1 billion industry? A lot of people would uh, lose a lot of money if uh, it was limited. Um, ICE issues smartphones. To 255,602 illegal border crosses, costing $89.5 a year. I think that is covered but not emphasized. Oath keepers shielded police, sealed FBI records show. That's not covered. Security fears raised over China-run police outpost in New York. That's not covered. Uh, how about 
New policy requires firearms dealers to disclose buyer data to government. Uh, That's not covered. And although the PayPal situation is covered, where they were going to fine people $2,500 and just take it out of your account if you... uh, if you said anything that was disinformation, which would be, you know, anything of those 10 categories I just read to you. Uh, and they explained that although that was that was uh, basically reversed by pressure, don't feel too comfortable because they're going to find another way to do it. They also don't they also um, don't point out. But the New York Post does uh, Joe Biden in the defense of his son. And I'll try to find the clip here. Um Let's see. We may have um, the the one that I'm looking for is where Joe says, you know, his son is all over this. He's over the drug addiction. And one of the things that he did that shows what a good guy he did, he actually disclosed in his book that he lied about being on drugs. uh, uh, And he did it, you know, voluntarily because he wrote about it in the book. Let's, let's listen to let's listen to Joe. I mean, there's at least one lie a day. This could be the lie for yesterday. Let's see. Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got uh, not a kid. He's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on uh, uh, like many families have had happen. Hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is. Um, uh, I'm confident that he is what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made an a- application to purchase a-, a gun, what happened was he said, I guess you get asked, the, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no. In right. his book. So I, 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 I okay, we we can we can cut cut it off right there. That's a complete, absolute, one hundred percent lie. Yeah, yeah. That's like you know he beat up corn pop and uh, he was in battle and he graduated first in his class. Uh, I don't know how many other lies do we have? Thousands. So in his twenty twenty one memoir, and I haven't uh, now. I'll go look through it myself to be absolutely sure. This is reported in the New York Post by Steve Nelson and Samuel Chamberlain. I'll read it to you in his twenty twenty one memoir, "Beautiful Things." Hunter does not specifically address his alleged alleged illegal gun purchase. Doesn't mention it, and the quote they cover does not mention that he put down that he that he wasn't a drug addict. So Joe lied. The president of the United States lied, just like he lied about not meeting with the foreign clients that were paying him and um, and Hunt or paying him through Hunter millions and millions of dollars. And we're up to 17 of them that are now recorded that come from the hard drive. And there are photos of many of them and other records to prove that Joe is a liar, not just not just uh, uh Hunter. Hunter's the bottom of the totem pole. Joe's the top of the totem pole. He's the capo di tutti capi. Capo or whatever. Some Italian will correct me on that. Top of the top. So let's go to, uh, let's see, Larry in Brooklyn. My Larry. 
been a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to dedicate this comment to uh, to uh, Bernard McGurk. I think that's very who always, nice. Who always honed in exactly right on the truth. And um, that's what I intend to do right now. I, and I, I would like to request that you bring this comment that I'm about to make to the attention of the Zeldin campaign, because you could do that a lot better than I can. Please. Okay. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers, but back in, in January, when Alvin Bragg uh, had a press conference at, at the National Action Network, and he announced that they would, he would no longer be asking for jail sentences for robbery. Kathy Hochul, at the time, uh, she recently became governor, and she, she deemed it politically, she found it politically expedient to sort of parrot him or to get right behind him. So she said, and I can't quote exactly, but it was, it's, almost, it's almost exact, and she said, and we're not going to fill the jails with, with meaningless robberies anymore. I heard that, and I almost dropped. I, I could not believe I heard that. And I don't think the media could believe it either, because I think they lost that quote. Oh, well, they would, quote, if they didn't lose it, they would uh, they tear it up like the hard drive. I mean, they, they wouldn't cover it. I mean, the crooked, the crooked media would not cover it. Yeah, nevertheless, it's out there. It's well, out we're, we're going we're gonna to make a search for it. I'm going to see what I can do. I'd love to get the tape. Oh, let's, see, let's see. And we have great people here. Our Jen can get that one. I mean, she gets everything. She's fabulous. Right. But thank you, thank you, Larry. That's very, very valuable. You know, they are trying to run away from defund the police and... Uh, yeah, that, that's why this guy Fetterman doesn't want to debate. It's not just that he can't. Well, actually, he can't talk. The guy can't. I can't get through a sentence. I mean, Fetterman is a joke. It's a joke that a man is running for the Senate who's never had a meaningful job, who lives with his parents. He looks like I'm, I'm not going to say what he looks like because he had a stroke. I feel sorry that he had a stroke. But rehabilitation for a stroke doesn't involve being in the United States Senate. You have to talk like in the United States Senate. There was an NBC thing. I'll get I'll get that quote for tomorrow. I wanted to get it, but it's on M- the NBC reporter who, you know, who, they've got their noses up. You know, who's backside Biden's backside. She's actually stunned. She actually said he doesn't understand my question. She's like comments. He doesn't understand my question. This is this is uh, pure cynicism. The Democrats elected an impaired man for president of the United States, so they figure, what the heck? They can elect a guy who can't talk uh, to the to the um, uh, to the Senate. But this guy was defund the police. He's for Krasner, where you've got crimes going through the roof. I mean, cops getting shot today in Philadelphia. Philadelphia on its way to breaking the record it set last year for murder. Philadelphia with more murders than than big time crime, New York and Chicago combined under the Democratic D.A. put there by Soros, supported by by uh, the guy that can't talk, Fetterman and the complete socialist communist who's running for Governor Shapiro against Doug Mastriano. He was the A.G. who supported Krasner. So. Uh, this is this is what's going on. They're trying to run away from their creation of the crime a problem. The crime problem in America today is created by so-called progressive Democrats. 
which includes all Democrats because very few break with them, if any. You want to stop crime in America? You want to reduce it? Throw them out of office. It'll happen fast. You put Zeldin in office, Bragg will be gone the day after. You'll see crime going down right away. Adams may actually get to do some of the things he wants to do. I mean, it is possible that Zeldin can turn Adams into a successful uh, a successful mayor. Let's go to Rob. Hey, how you doing? My condolences go out to Bernard McGurk and his family. And Thank you. I went to the Trump rally uh, back on Labor Day, and personally, I, I couldn't stop talking about Bernard McGurk, about what he does did on the radio every day. And you want to talk about change? Well, the people in New York, I live in New Jersey, and the people in New York, I, see, I like to quote Bernard McGurk because all the time he used to say, vote out Schmuck Schumer. That's what Bernard McGurk <laughs> Schumer. And you know what? I kept, I kept, I was going through the concourse, leaving the Trump Good arena, leaving, leaving the arena out in Pennsylvania, and I said, please, if you live in New York, Bernard McGurk says it best. He calls him Schmuck Schumer. Please vote out Schmuck Schumer. I kept saying it over and over. I called up Greg Kelly the day after I went on the, on the when he hosted on Labor Day. And if you want to do something, your part for the people in New York, on behalf of Bernard McGurk, get rid of Schmuck Schumer. Yeah, and what, can we vote again? Can we vote against Hochul again? Not make the same mistake uh, a third time. I mean, the last two Democrats well, we voted as governor had to go out on scandals. Now, this one is on our last legs already. She's got like three pay-for-play scandals involving hundreds of and millions of dollars. Heck, I could have called Sid Rosenberg and told him this story and hope Sid Rosenberg's listening because I hope if whatever, he's going to have his conversation. If they want to keep the memory of a wife, like I said, continue. I will pass it on to Sid. Sid's a good friend. And I have to tell yeah. you, there's another terrific man. His uh, eulogy uh, yesterday for uh, Bernie was beautiful. And it was really hard. It was really hard. I mean, Bernie loved him. He loves it, and did a, a and lot. I, and I and I and when I went when when Joe Biden did what he did before when the Trump rally, I went there very angry, and I went. That was the reason why I went. I drove all the way from Tom's River, New Jersey, up for that Trump rally on Labor Day weekend because I was so angry about what Joe Biden said. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Thank you. We need that kind of passion. We need that kind of commitment, and we need people to realize what's at stake. We'll be right back with the mayor's final words. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the mayor's final thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that cares for our men and women in uniform who lose their lives or are catastrophically injured. $11 a month will help them uh, have smart homes built for them, help uh, have their mortgages taken care of, and help to give them that support that you need, like uh, uh, like Bernie's family needed yet yesterday. I thought it was so beautiful, uh, the people that showed up from so many different walks of life. It gave you an idea that this was a man's man. This was not... Some, you know, hot shot, wise guy, media, big shot. I mean, he is bigger than most of the idiots who prance around on um, on radio and television. And he's smarter than all of them. 
and he had a humility that was quite uh, beautiful and added to his ability to come up with rational solutions, which we so sorely need now. It, 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 it's going to be uh, very hard to accept this because of what I told you, because it was too early. This was premature in taking him from us. I'm, God, I'm not fighting with you. I mean, it's your decision, but I know we can't ask for re-argument of that, uh, of that particular decision. I did, I did want to point out that uh, on, a, on a report uh, that came from something called Wallet Hub, St. Louis was ranked as the most dangerous city in the United States. Now, there's another Democrat city. There's another city with uh, one of the main and one of the worst uh, uh, Soros DAs. He pumped in millions to get her elected. And they just let criminals go free over and over. I've been to St. Louis uh, quite a bit, particularly uh, with the uh, sh- you know the shooting and the ki- and the killing of Captain Dorn. I know Anne quite well, who's doing w- mar- marvelous and wonderful work keeping uh, D- uh, David's organizations together and also bringing attention to what's going on uh, with the police. And they were covered very very extensively by Bernie and Sid. Uh, I I. Uh, want to reach out to my friend Sid too. This, this is going to be a tough readjustment f- uh, uh, for, for him. But this is a highly talented man also. And a man who has the same, although different personality, they end up in the same place. Fierce honesty. Unbelievable right on common sense. Great sense of humor. And wide ranging vision from politics to sports to human affairs to just having fun. Bernie taught him well. Uh, You know, I I say in my book, Leadership, that everything I know, I learn from other people. Uh, if, If I've had success, I can trace for you who taught me that, whether it was my father or my mother, whether it was... um. Uh, the teachers that I had at uh, uh, Bishop Lachlan High School or Manhattan College or NYU or Judge McMahon or, Ro- or Ronald or Ronald Reagan or you name it. Sometime we'll do that. God bless you. And uh, let's say an extra prayer uh, for Bernie and for us not having him. God bless you and God bless America.